Aren't you going back to bed? No. I'll just sit up for a bit. I'm feeling a bit blue. Anything you'd like to talk about? No. No, you need your sleep. It's nothing important. Just this feeling that my life's a gaping sinkhole and I'm just marking time while the flower of my youth rots on the vine. And that's from Fraser. Uh, that's Daphne and Fraser. And have you ever had someone that just says, oh, I'm just feeling so bummed out. No, 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 I don't need to talk about it. I think we should talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. You invite them to talk, and instead they just close up, and they make you almost beg them to talk. It's almost like, no, tell me, something is really wrong. Well, in this case, of course, she, uh, Daphne comes out with everything, that her life is a gaping sinkhole, and she's really depressed, and she's just wilting on the vine or something. And um, if you're feeling bummed out like that, if you're feeling like your life is, you've got these values, you want a partner or you want a good job or you want a better relationship with your part, with your um, kids or you want to get along better with your co-workers. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and those are the types of issues that I deal with every day. There are wonderful skills out there. There are cognitive therapy skills and many other skills that can really help your life Uh, be a little bit smoother. You smooth out the edges, you learn some thinking skills, you learn some principles, and you learn how to value your own mind and how to pursue your personal goals so that you wake up in the morning and you're not living everybody else's life but your own. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner again. My number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. My website's drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. And um, right now, I want to turn to the phones and welcome Mark. Mark, you're having some difficulty in your marriage? Yes, I do. Yeah, what's up with it? Well, I don't know. We fell in uh, mid just a few months ago, actually about eight months ago, fell in love very quickly, and uh, we were very, very happy together. Oh, so you married eight months ago, or you met eight months ago? We met eight months ago and got married about uh, three and a half months ago. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, okay. I, uh, I was super happy to finally have found the person that I was looking for, and now we're having some problems, especially in the forms of communication. Oh. And... Uh, Oh, everything is black and white with her, so it's a little difficult. Uh, can you give me one one good sampler of that? What's going well, on that I can help you with? Well, for, uh, the ultimate reason why I first called was because uh, this morning we had a little bit of an argument where she called me that I am selfish because I want uh, to do a lot of things together with her like we used to do all the time. And yeah. um, I don't find myself selfish at all because I really try to go out of my way to do anything for her that uh, could make can make her happy and benefits the relationship. And uh, but my question basically is: by, uh, she said to me, uh, "I want you to do whatever you want, whenever you want it." Now that in itself doesn't that imply a very selfish behavior? Because doesn't that imply that she wants to do whatever she wants, whenever she wants? It may be her backwards way of saying that. I want more freedom. I want more breathing room in the relationship. And I feel like I feel like we're doing too much together and I need more space. You know, that may be the case. What else might it be? Well, I, I know she wants a little bit more space. But, uh, I mean, is, is that, I mean is it, wouldn't that be selfish to say I want to do whatever I want, whatever uh, I wish? Um, the word selfish is a very slippery term. 
let me let me explain that a little bit because I think it may help you, Mark. On one hand, selfish is usually taken to be you're mean-spirited, you're going to do whatever you want and not care what your wife wants to do. It's your way or the highway. You know, it, it's, and that's, that's typically how people think of selfish. But really, that type of a person who is trying to control other people and make them do whatever they want to do is not a self-valuing person. They're self-destructive. They, they have to control other people. They don't admire themselves. They're afraid inside. And, and they're not very pleasant. They're not pleasant to be around at all. However, there's a different... Um, there's a different meaning to selfishness where the word self really means something. It means like self-esteem, self-interest, self-valuing, that you really value your own mind and your own personal goals. And if you're married, you value your partner because that's your, you chose your partner, right? Right. And, yeah, exactly. And that is a wonderful selfishness. There's a book I can recommend called The Virtue of Selfishness. Okay. And it's very liberating because it teases apart the two selfish, the two, the, the very bad connotation of selfishness, which is really self-destructiveness, and the rational self-valuing which is really healthy for both of you. That, that requires honesty and communication. And I think your wife isn't being upfront with you. Um, I think when she says, do what you want, you can do whatever you want, I don't care, is that, you know, I want you to... Um, she's basically wanting to state her needs indirectly, which is what you're thinking, right? Yeah, I, I'm thinking that she wants to do what I mean, and I'm fine. I'm happy to give her her personal space as she so un, uh, wishes. But I mean, is it so hard to communicate and say, "Okay, uh, listen, honey, today I'm going to go do and this, this, and this." Okay, fine. But uh, she believes in, uh, well, I'm not a talker; I'm a doer. So you just watch me what I do. Why well, like, can't you just tell me? Who, wait goes, a minute. Uh, Slow down a yeah. little bit, Mark, because I lost right. you there. Who's the talker and who's the doer? Uh, well. Well, I, I, I am a very extroverted person. She's very introverted. She just sits there for a couple of hours all by herself thinking. And I ask, what's, oh, what's going on? What are you thinking about? Just about stuff that I need to do. Yeah. And then when I ask her, so what are you going to do today? Well, you will see. And then she's gone. Yeah. Okay, so something, she's not being um, upfront with you. It's good that she's doing thinking, but it depends on the quality of the thinking. Some people, let's say that she feels like she's trapped. She got married too uh, too soon because you guys mm -hmm. uh, were, you only met eight months ago and you were married, you said, three and a half months ago. So right. let's say that she just feels like she, you know, in in all of this wonderful newness settling in, you know, being married, having the partner, people always find differences. And she may be sitting back saying, oh, my God, maybe I rushed into this. How old are you guys? Uh, she will be 30 this year, and I will be 33. So you're in your 30s? Yes. Okay. Um, so she may have thought, it, she may be having some questions or some doubts, and um, or she may, I don't know what's going on. But that's one of the 
uh, very difficult things in a relationship is if a partner is afraid to talk to the other person. So you want to find some methods to draw her out, not to try to solve her sitting there quietly, but to give her invitations to talk. And you said you're outgoing. You do do that. You want to learn the skills called active listening, where you say, tell me more, and how else are you feeling, and what, if, what are you thinking of doing? It's like you help guide her thinking without doing the thinking for her and she may be willing to talk or you could even go to you could even say listen this I really want to be able to know what's going on because it's torture for me I don't know what's going on in your mind and it may be real negative it may not be negative at all but I I really would love for you to talk when you're ready let's talk sometime this week you can give her an invitation like that too or you could see if she would go to couples counseling well, we have talked about that because I feel that, uh, I mean, this whole communication uh, is a real problem. Right, right. And, I mean, I, I don't what, know what to do. In, yeah, why uh, don't you go to my website, Dr. We're right at the end of time, Mark. If My okay. website is drkenner.com, and I have books there, Asserting Yourself. There are other books. Um, that um, That one may not be there, but that one's a good book. There are other books, too, that you could read that can help you um, connect better with her and talk with her. Okay. Uh, so thank you so much for your call. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Okay, you too. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. Toll free one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Sometimes chronic conflicts over small issues, cleaning up the den, spending too much time on the computer with friends, is camouflaging a much deeper conflict that both partners are afraid to address. For example, lack of a satisfying emotional or sexual connection. And our emotional baggage is a significant factor in the way we respond to that conflict. Each of us grew up having different life experiences, different ground rules in our family's homes, different ways of managing friendships, different relationship histories, different ways of approaching work and romance. We each have an encyclopedic store of experiences, and we have drawn conclusions about the world and ourselves and how we think things ought to be. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com, and you can buy the book at amazon.com.